Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast. I come to work with two hands every day and I'm trying to bless somebody. We better be in Florida. It better be sunny. And there better be some sort of fruity drink involved. With Matt Harmon. It seems like you know ball the way you talk, so. <laughs> Thank you. Someone clip that. You can get on a podcast. You can get online. You can argue with the clouds. You can argue with the, with the Russian bots. Don't care. It's Wednesday, October 19th, and that means it's time for another absolutely electric episode of Eckler's Edge. There's a lot of ease there, a lot of alliteration to start this thing off. Joining me, as always, is Los Angeles Chargers running back Austin Eckler. What's going on, man? How we doing? Uh, you know, a little sore, a little sore, banged up from Monday night. It was, uh, it was a tough game, uh, but, you know, feeling good, feeling good, obviously. Obviously, we got the win, so that uh, helps uh, helps the feeling. How about yourself, man? How you feeling? Hey, man, I'm feeling great. Yeah, there were several people last night. Like, is Austin even really going to show up to this show with you tomorrow? You know, he's like six, <laughs> 16 targets. I was like, you know, um, I wouldn't blame him if he was like, I, I need the the full day in the ice bath. But you're a professional. You're here, so I appreciate you. Things are good, man. You know, the the season is is flowing at this point it on is. my end i'm sure it, i'm sure you're feeling the same way especially like the monday night um you know the quick turnaround to everything it, it, it just keeps the pace moving man but uh yeah I, I, it was a great game last night we're gonna get into it we have a big pack show today but as usual man i do want to give you the chance off the top to talk about your giveaways and promote that for the people out there yeah um for those of you that do not know about my giveaways i try to give a lot of uh a lot of love back to the fantasy football community um, and just my fans in general. So one of the giveaways that you can find on Instagram uh, and Twitter is my fantasy football uh, giveaway that I give away two signed jerseys every single week. All you have to do is tag me, proving that you have me on your fantasy team, and that will enter you in um, after every single game. So uh, there's that one. And we also have two game tickets going out for every single home game. So check out my Instagram to see how to enter into that one as well. And uh, good luck. Yeah, man, you got you guys out there. You got to get in on that, that opportunity. That's big stuff right there. All right, Chargers nineteen, Broncos sixteen. I I had folks <laughs> saying to me uh, even during the game, like, is Austin uh, really about to about to show up for this show tomorrow? Like, he at least sixteen <laughs> targets, fourteen carries. Like, he was busy, man. You think he's gonna be sore and like in the ice bath, not podcasting with your ass tomorrow? But yet here you are. So I appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm dragging a little bit right now. You know, heavy eyes because. Um, Sunday night or Monday night game overtime got done got home had a workout this morning um and then was in LA for a shoot and now filming for Eckler's Edge but this is the thing I only have such 
I only have a small window of opportunity, right? And so the show must go on. You know, people don't care that I'm tired on the show. People don't care that I'm sore. They just want to see the damn show. So, Matt, we're going to give them the show. Let's get it done. Yeah, for um, real, yeah, man. Coming out of that game, man, I, I felt bad for the fans, honestly, because when when there's a game where there's, like, not a lot of touchdowns, I know it's really boring to watch. Um, and I was even – I'm even getting frustrated out there. I'm like, like, what is happening? And I feel like every time we play Denver – like the first time, I feel like it's always like this. It's always just big slugfest and it's like very low scoring or it's like I'm getting the ball a bunch of times because they're making sure that no one is open down the field and there's always yeah. check downs. And I'm getting like, I'm just getting hit because there's like three guys pursuing me at the same time. Um, and so, man, it, it was a rough one uh, for for us offensively. Uh, luckily for us, like, we have a solid defense was able to shut them down and hold them to field goals too. But uh, it was uh, an NFL game so to speak. Yeah, well, look, their defense is good in Denver. I mean, we'll talk about the offense in a second. They they obviously had a couple moments there in the first half then were really, really bad in the second half and just absolutely could not get anything going in overtime, the, the Broncos offense. But, dude, that Denver defense, they, they get after it, man. And, and especially, you mentioned the lack of downfield passing. You know, um, they really didn't blitz a ton, only blitzed on 31% of the dropbacks. Uh, Herbert had a 2.6 YPA against the blitz. So, you know, 5.9 air yards per attempt. The lack of downfield passing was a, was a huge part of it. But, you know, they were playing a lot of, like, cover three looks. They played zone coverage on 79.5% of their snaps. Like, uh, they were doing a lot to limit that downfield stuff. Like you said, so you got the targets. But I want to highlight Patrick Sertan in this game because, you know, I had a lot of people. We had someone in the – in the um ask Austin segment, ask, uh, what's the deal with Mike? Again, what's the deal with Mike Williams? Like, does Herbert not like him anymore? Someone's like, okay, I, I think, I think they're probably still buds. Don't worry about that. But <laughs> dude, Pastor Tan, the Denver Broncos corner. I just wanted to read off some of the number one receivers who have gone against Denver. And obviously Mike Williams is your guys' number one, you know, especially with Keenan Allen out Williams. Oh, for four. When in, you know, zero catches, four targets, when Sertan was in coverage and number one receivers in general, DK Metcalf in week one. Seven catches, seven targets, 36 yards. Brandon Ayuk, I'm going to count Brandon Ayuk as the number one because Debo is like playing running back some in that game. Mm -hmm. Three catches on eight targets, zero catches for five targets when covered by Patrick Sertan. Devontae mm. Adams had a big game, right? Nine catches, 101 yards, but only five catches on nine targets when Sertan was covering. And then Michael Pittman, only one catch on four yards when Sertan was covering. Like that guy is becoming a real problem for like number one receivers when they go against yeah. the Denver Broncos. Yeah, and you know, our coaches gave him a lot of respect, um, and uh, as do right as being probably one of the best corners or the best corner in the league right now. Yeah, um, and so yeah, he they their defense just entirely um, has got a lot of a lot of run to the ball guys and cover guys, um, and even number twenty two uh, their safety who is a problem in the run game, right? He's their safety, right? They play this this two uh, linebackers set and they'll have a safety come down and fill the backside. And this guy is not coming down like, uh, no, this man is sprinting down in the box um, <laughs> if he sees run. And so for our safe, our receivers are trying to block this stuff. It's, it's, it's a nightmare. Um, and so, yeah, it's always, always frustrating going against their defense, which it's the same structure that we play. Um, so I get why, why teams uh, don't like going against our defense as well. <laughs> yeah, 22 Kareem Jackson, obviously, uh, for the Denver Broncos. And, like, th it all, it's all from that Vic Fangio tree, obviously. Like, Vic Fangio was former head coach by the Bronco. They have Giro Evero as the head coach there. He comes from the same tree. Brandon Staley comes off that tree as well. So um, yep. do you think, like, when I watch football right now and you just – you look at just the stats of it all, like just simple passer rating. And, you know, you can bucket Herbert in this group too. 
it feels like there's very few quarterbacks that are just firing off at the height of their powers right now. And so much of it is because a lot of these defenses, like you said, they're not going to give you like you can nickel and dime us, nickel and dime us, you know, 10 catches for, for Austin Eckler, you know, 10 catches for the running back, Mm -hmm. but you're not going to hit us deep. It feels like the league as a whole, even some of the best players, the position are struggling to figure out how to adapt to that style of defense going around right now. Yeah. Um, And you know, just talking about what you're saying, adding on to the nickel and diamond. Uh, that's one thing Coach Staley uh, usually says. And, you know, when we're talking about defense, he's like, look, it, it takes a lot of, a lot of you know, five, three, six-yard gains to equal one 40-yard pass, right? So what are we going to do? We're going to make sure you're not getting that 40-yard pass, right? And then we're going to come up and we're going to tackle or hope you make a mistake and drop a ball on third down or something in, in those nickel and dimes where we stuff a run or get a sack. And then we'll play our odds you know, coming up and tackling from, from you know, playing over the top. Um, and so I think the more the defenses adjust and start playing like that, I think the league's going to get a lot tougher um, because it is. When we play these defenses that do that, play these five down fronts, it's, it's so annoying uh, just because it's a lot of singles now, right? You start to lose double teams. Now it's pass pro. It's a lot of man on man. You're losing help. And so, yeah, defenses are, are starting to adjust, right? That's that's how this league works. You know, yeah. we've seen this league be, you know, fluid over time. And it's great because it just in- invites more challenges. Um, but, hey, something we're uh, willing to take and take on. I feel like your guys' offense has been at the best in, in the, the game against the Texans, game against the Browns, when you could, like, really establish a running game early on. And, and, and I think that's kind of almost maybe the way the league is trending now as a whole that, some of these teams like you guys that are really good can not just be so pass focused because that's kind of what we saw I think between you know I want to say like maybe 2017 to 2021 or or 2020 in general just like these teams that could just throw the hell out of the ball like pass it all over the yard take deep Mm -hmm. shots and also be really efficient in the short passing game like those were the best teams in the NFL I feel like now teams might you know, it's, it's everything is cyclical, right? Like back in the 90s, the teams that could establish the run were the best teams. And I feel like maybe we're getting back to almost back to that at this point. Yeah, I've talked about this actually before, just kind of like the turning of the tides of, of the quarterbacks nowadays. You know, we have this new era of younger quarterbacks that are coming in, establishing themselves. Um, and it's, it's, it's they're not like pocket passers, right, where they're sitting in there. Um, you know, the Drew Brees, the yeah. Tom Brady, the Phillip Rivers, uh, the Ben Roethlisberger that are sitting in there and, you know, delivering these balls out, right? These people who are mobile, they're moving, right? It's, there's a whole new, I guess, feel of the NFL. Um, it, it's the same for defense too, right? They're adjusting as well. And, you know, that's that's what the NFL is. It's going to continue to have these trends, what's working, what's not working. Um, and it really depends on personnel, in my opinion. But for now, like... You know, we have a guy that can do that, and we have a guy that's that's part of this trendy quarterbacks, right? These mobile guys that can really throw the ball. Uh, but in in all of football, I don't care what level you're at, if you can establish the run, it takes so much pressure because, first of all, where are most of the turnovers at, right? Interceptions. Yep. Interceptions are tip balls, right? Those are – or tip balls that lead to interceptions. Mm-hmm. Those are – that's where the most uh, turnovers are at. So what's, what's the alternative? We'll run the ball. Uh, and then if you can run the ball, it's it's a lot easier to be able to hand the ball off, less risky, and then have our O-line just block their front, right? And now we can just chip it down the field instead of us, you know, dropping back. And now we're risking sacks, which lose yards, um, usually more than runs. Um, and so, yeah, running the ball is, 
if you can do it efficiently, the best way to win the game and the least risky way to win the game. So we're all trying to establish the run out here. I, I hear, you know, players talk about this. I'm curious your thoughts of it too, that like, you know, you have a team throwing on you, obviously that that's frustrating, right? Like you hitting deep passes. That's really frustrating, but there's something almost like emasculating and demoralizing when a team can just like, you're just getting run on. Is there anything to that? Cause I, I hear people say that. Both, both. <laughs> if you're getting gashed, it doesn't matter how you're getting gashed. If you're getting gashed, you know, and you're sitting on the sideline like, dang, our defense is getting gashed. Like, it, it doesn't feel good either way. I would say, honestly, passing, I feel like, is even more demoralizing, though, mm-hmm. because, I, I don't know, just for me, just for me, because sure. I'm just like, it's usually like chunks, right? Chunk, right, chunk. Yeah. Maybe they get like a, a 10, 9-yard run. It's like, ah, that, that sucked. But um, if they're getting like 30, 40 yards with a pass, it's like, ah, sheesh. Right, they just chunked all the way. Now they're probably in field goal range. So, anyways, both of them are demoralizing. Yeah. Well, through six weeks, um, we've had pretty low scoring games. Unders have hit on sixty point six percent of games wow. right now. So the scoring is down in general. We'll see how that. You know, maybe we're having a different conversation in November and December. But you say this all the time, man. Defense gets paid too. The defenses were good last night. Um, obviously want to get your thoughts on the Broncos offense, though, and, and particularly the running back situation, because, you know, some of those chunk plays, there was the big play to, to Greg Dulcich, who hope you listened to the podcast yesterday. Well, I guess that published the day after the game, but we recorded it before the game telling you to pick up Greg Dulcich because that guy was going to be the best tight end uh, on the Broncos roster. That was that was pretty apparent. They hit a big play to him. They hit a big play to Hamler. But other than that, didn't really do much through the air and kind of surprisingly like, you know, they get Latavius Murray off the Saints practice squad and he's like the feature player in the backfield. What was up with that? <laughs> I mean, I have, I have no idea. I know zero about what's going on in that backfield, man. Um, obviously, uh, Javante Williams went down, right? Um, and Melvin had his fumbling stuff going on. That was, you know, an issue. That's going to be an issue for any team. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they're trying to find some type of rhythm in the backfield. I think they had – who's the other guy they have back there? Um, Mike Boone. 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 Yeah. They have him as well. So, look, it comes and goes in waves. They're in a wave right now. They're trying to figure it out. You know, I'm sure in their, in their room they're talking about it too. Like, hey, we're looking for, you know, something that's working, right? right. Something that's working because what we've been doing hasn't been working. So, we're trying to find a new a new answer. Um, and that's, that's – it's hard conversation because – you know, when you're a part of that conversation, like it's not working and they're speaking about you, it's like, well, shoot, like, okay, I, I need to be better. Like, and you have to look yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, I need to be better. And if you can't be better because your capabilities or whatever, then, you know, that's a different story. But, you know, as far as right now, we're in the season, what's going on in that room? I don't know. I know they're trying to figure out some type of rhythm with the running backs. And, you know, I'll be interested to see how that plays out. Yeah, we'll have to just keep an eye on it because, you know, um, Melvin Gordon said after the game, He's like, I don't know why I wasn't out there, you know, and and the coach said, no, it wasn't due to injury. It was just the way that they went. And, you know, Melvin saying, like, I thought I could have helped my team, but, you know, you can't do anything about it if you're not out there in a a game that he wanted to win. So I don't know, man, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. That was an interesting one. Uh, Any thoughts on just like the whole Russell Wilson experience? I know we've talked about it on the on the show a little bit. And that was kind of your first live experience of, of Russ and the Denver Broncos offense. Yeah, I mean. Look, our defense is solid, so they were going to have a tough day um, if they didn't bring their A game, which they did. I mean, we had we had a tough day, too. Their defense is good. We didn't bring our A game. We weren't able to move the ball much. So offensively, it wasn't a good day for either of us. But, yeah, their offense, you know, is it's been it's been struggling uh, to yeah. score to get into the end zone. 
And it's hard. It really is like people don't think it's really hard to score uh, in the NFL because they see it every week, like one or two people scoring here and there. But it is really hard to score in the NFL because you don't have you don't have a lot of room, especially when you get down in the red zone. It's really hard to score. So when you see guys that are consistently scoring, uh, I feel like you should put some respect on them uh, because because. It's not easy. And you see these teams that are struggling. It's like, why are they struggling? Well, do we have guys that can make plays down in the red zone for us in different ways, too? You can't just have one guy either, too, because guess what? They're going to get double teamed. They're going to get chipped, all this stuff. So uh, I think it just comes back to showing, like, yeah, the NFL is a hard place. Even if you have people that used to be studs or are studs, like, it takes an entire team to get wins. Um, and I think that's what they're experiencing right now, where they have a lot of talent. Um, but it's okay. How is the talent meshing together? Like, how are we doing? And that's coaching, coaching and playing at the same time. Um, and just because you have talented guys doesn't mean all, they always play to their to their capabilities, right? There's a lot of outside factors as far as you know. If it's a new environment, it's a new offense. Are they injured? You know, who are the players around them? You know, all these other factors that play into it. So. They have a situation going on right there. They're they're trying to figure it out. I mean, we all are, but uh, they're they've been you know on the struggling side of getting getting beat up a little bit uh, when it comes to the the win column. So uh, good for us because they're in our division. So yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. take it. You'll take we'll it. take the wins, man. You know, I can't I can't say I'm not biased. You're right to the Chargers. Like uh, anytime we can beat up on some division games and win the tight ones, you know, I'm gonna take it. So a win's a win for us, and uh, looking forward to playing them again at the end of the year. Yeah, it should be fun. We'll see how uh, yeah. they evolve throughout the rest yeah. of the year, man. I'm actually excited to see how they evolve. Yeah, me too. I, like you said, it's a lot of new parts. Not only is Russ on a new team, but these coaches are all brand new. You know, I mean, Nathaniel Hackett, obviously, first-time head coach. Jura uh, Evero, who I talked about the defensive coordinator, first time calling a defense. You know, everybody's taking a step up. And I think you, you're, right, you, you're so right to say that we expect these things. Even teams like, uh, I mean, the Bills Chiefs, game this week was was awesome right it was a great game you sit down and watch it. it was super fun but it wasn't the like fireworks fest that everybody right. thinks right you know it wasn't just like right. josh allen and pat mahomes throwing haymakers from minute yeah. one to the end right it, it, it yeah. was but it was a great game and those guys popped in the right moment but um they're kind of they they seem to be you know pretty well coalesced over yeah. there in, in buffalo and those yeah. teams but it's, we'll talk yeah go ahead I was going to say, it's just really, I think it's interesting. We're talking about, you know, just following, you know, like the Broncos, but like teams that have been like changing their trajectory, like uh, the Giants, for instance, you know, like a team was like, it's really fun to follow these teams and see how they progress and have started to turn their season yeah. around. Uh, it's been really fun. That, like that's one of the parts of the NFL that I really like to, to see in, in it. And even going even now, even further into like individuals too, um, seeing how people, you know, maybe they started out rough and now they're starting to pick it up or vice versa, or just, just following the flow. That's why the NFL is such an interesting sport to follow for so many different reasons. Um, so yeah, excited for the season, man. Yeah. D- despite people out there complaining about, oh, it's, yeah, this guy's not doing what I thought. If everybody did what you thought they'd do, this would be a boring <laughs> thing to watch. Okay? It'd be you so would, boring. It would be boring. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. that's all part of it, man. But uh, all right. For Austin sure. and I are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll hit the mailbag. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. 
BMW, the ultimate driving machine. All right, people. Ask Austin at yahoosports.com. Send your emails, written, video, audio to have Austin answer them on a future episode of the show. We actually have our first question today is a video one that got sent in. Hey, um, shout out to the video entry. Yeah, you got some juicy ones today or what? What do we, we got? We got some good ones here. Uh, we'll go ahead okay. and play it for the folks at home. Hey, Austin. Hey, Matt. My name is Kyle from London, Ontario, Canada. Absolutely love the show. Listen every week. Matt, you're absolutely killing it with the Yahoo podcast. It's my favorite thing to listen to Monday to Friday at work. Austin, my question is for you. Seeing the benching that Melvin Gordon had last night for a whole half, um, at least that's what I thought it was, and I think a lot of people did too, was a benching. Um, as a running back and as an NFL player, how do you kind of get over that and come back? Um, especially if you're just sitting there knowing you could be on the field for the half, but you've done something wrong or done something that the coach didn't like. What's the mindset that you need to get into in order to bounce back? Thanks, guys. Love the show. All right. Shout out to Kyle from London. Thanks for the video. Thanks for the question. Um, Austin, any thoughts on how, you know that specific situation? We talked about it with Melvin Gordon, but like, what's the mindset of a player when they have to come back from a moment like that? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to, I can't speak for Melvin. I don't know what sure, he's going through, yet. but what I would say in any situation like that, cause like, I know eventually that that will probably happen to me one day where it's like, look, Austin, you're kind of, you're you know, you're not playing. You're not playing as well as we've seen you play, you know? Um, and that's a that's reality for a lot of athletes where it's like, hey, like, I know the player used to be. I know your reputation is, but I'm not seeing it right now. And for him, he can only control what he can control. You know, like, all he can do is continue to go out there and work as hard as he can every single day. I mean, that's that's what we all can do. Like, that's yeah. all you ever can do. So, you know, you, know, you don't want to start up drama or or bring this terrible toxic attitude into your into your locker room or to your room because it's like that's not going to help anybody you know it's not that's going to not going to help you if anything that's going to hurt you more than it's going to help you right. um and so you know you can be frustrated you know there's a right to be frustrated that's okay that's understandable um and that's also i would say appropriate um but use that frustration to make sure that hey you're on it you're doing your job and you're making a good impact uh, on the opportunities that you do get so when your time is called again which i'm sure it will be for him that you're ready to go and then you're showing you know, what you can do and you're getting back on your game. Um, so that would be my, my mindset. What if it came to that situation? And I mean, in a sense, we're all in that situation in the NFL. Like we're all being tested every single week. It just depends on, you know, what the situation is for you. Like, but it doesn't matter. Here's the thing. You're competing against everyone in the NFL to continue to hold on to your job. And guess what? Other people are trying to take your job or take my job, right? I want people to try to take my job because you trying to take my job makes me work harder. So I don't let yeah. you take my job. You know, so it's just, you know, one of the most competitive um, places to to be uh, employed. And so all of our mindsets are continue just to, to grind, grind, grind. Yeah, totally. And and that iron sharpens iron mentality can be a big thing. I feel like especially in a running back room, as we've talked about with like you and Josh Kelly and, you know, Sonny Michelle coming in there as well. Um it's funny. Uh, I think that we talked too about, uh, you know, you, when you weren't getting touches the first part of the year, people like you need to go to the coach and tell him this, that, and the other. It's like, I'm sure Melvin Gordon's not like banging down Nathaniel Hackett's door this next day either. Um, although we did see, we did see Rob, did you see Robbie Anderson with the Carolina Panthers? Like, yeah, yeah. I did see that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he see, got him, he got himself traded. If that's really what he wanted. I mean, 
great, but I, I don't I don't know. I can't speak on it. If that's what he wanted, sure, but there's definitely other ways to go about that. There are, um, yeah, there are. I'd say so. You know, um, because look, in my in my opinion, you don't want to burn bridges. Like I, I I get it. It's frustrating, especially when you're losing. And in their situation, their head coach gets fired. They haven't been playing well. Uh, it's like, look, you can get frustrated, but look, there's a there's a professional way to handle it. But I, I wouldn't recommend that because now that's going to always be tagged onto your name um, as far as just going off your coaches during the game um, and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah if any, any young players are watching this, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, I mean, definitely take uh, take Austin's word o- 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 for it rather than mine. But I, I would agree. Probably don't go about it that way. Also, it's like, by the way, shout out. Like, you got yourself traded from the Panthers to the Cardinals, who have won two games this year, too. So, like, what is the real reward? At that point, I don't think it was about yeah, who no, he was I going know, to. Yeah. I think he just wanted to get out of there. Yeah. Or maybe the organization wanted to get him out of there after probably you know, all that shenanigans. Yeah, probably, you know, so. probably both. That's what I'm saying. Like, wh- why make it that way? Like, why make it that way? Like, ha- like, let's help each other. Like, hey, I want to be traded. Okay, let's at least now you can get options to maybe go somewhere that is more desirable. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows, like, man. I don't know enough about that situation, so I don't know. For sure. Well, I'm sure being in the Panthers building this year has not been fun for anybody, but uh, we'll move on. Yeah. Uh, it's if tough. You... It's actually yeah. really tough. Let me speak on that for yeah, a second. Yeah, sure. Like, Go being, for it. Being in like an organization right now that like, hey, we're like all getting paid here to go out and win games. And when you're feeling like you're not winning, like it's such like an eerie feeling in the building. I feel like it's like you're just like not on edge, but kind of just like feeling like a little off, like, man, yeah. like I know we need to do better, but it's like, do we have the talent or people injured? Like what's going on? Like maybe we don't know. Um, and it's like, it's not a good feeling, not a good no. feeling at all. Um, have you ever had a head a, coach fired mid season? I don't, I can't remember. Not mid season. Yeah. No, not mid season. But I think, I think it was my second year or third year. We went for like four and 11 and it's like, man, like not like, it's not that we weren't trying hard or didn't have talent. It's just that we weren't winning games. I think we had a lot of injuries that year. Um, and so it really piled up and hurt it, it hurt our uh, consistency. And it's like, I like I see our owner, Dean, and I feel so bad. I'm like, Dean, like I see Tom, Telesco, or GM. I'm just like, bro, I'm sorry, man. Like, I'm trying as hard as I can, brother. But like, we're not winning games. Um, and so th- that's a thing in the NFL for sure, if yeah. you guys didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like anybody comes in there and is like, all right, don't care. Like, let's get to let's get yeah. to vacation. I mean, it's yeah. damn October. That's a long way away. It's a long like nobody wants to go work in an environment where you're nobody right. is not working out for you. you know, it's think, not going well. No, yeah. Yeah. Nobody yeah. wants that. Um, all right. Next question here. This one comes in from Dominic. If you had to play a different position on offense and also, you know, you could pick one on defense as well. Um, what would they be and why would you choose that one? Austin, I don't know if you remember this. When we first met, you know, I told you about reception perception, charting routes, like in all my work with wide receivers, you're like, okay, so what's my, you know, route success rate look like? I was like, well, you know, you play running back. So, like, I, I only work on wide receivers. I took 24. Austin had the stats ready to go about, like, catches and routes from the slot and all this stuff. So, you could, I'm sure you could make yourself a good slot receiver. Uh, so, there you there, That's one way to start. Yeah, it, I, guess. I mean, there's not many other options, you know, for me on, on an offensive roster. <laughs> like, I'm not going to play tight end. I guess if I could change my body type of thing, yeah. I would definitely play quarterback. But if like if if I'm playing with myself right now, it would definitely have to be a slot receiver. I feel like I'm, I'm probably not playing on the outside. Um, I'm not that jump ball deep type like type of guy that you're going to throw up fades to. Um, five you really work on the- your release packages, man. You could play X receiver. 
You play X, but you know, just typically, you know, there's a lot more 50-50 balls. Yeah. You know, a 5-8 frame, 50-50 balls, not ideal. Um, you want a, probably a bigger set body there. And so I guess I would be limited to slot receiver. Then I, I feel like on defense, I'd probably be in the slot too. I'd probably be like a, a, like a nickel or something like that, that type of body. Um, come play on the edge, guarding people, you know, in the, in the intermediate, you know, area. Yeah, we'll go with that. I think uh, I think it worked out for you, uh, the whole running back thing. So Yeah, you know, yeah. So colleges back in the day wanted me to play corner. Um, they wanted me to come in as an athlete to see where I fit on or fit in with the with the team. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna go to the place that wanted me to play running back. And uh it's uh told me helped me out so far. So stuck true to my guns and I think I uh, chose the right position. It's been working out so far. Yeah, so far so good, man. I think you're doing all right. Um all right, last question here. What is the most compelling position battle you've ever witnessed between two or three teammates in trying to earn a starting spot? This one comes in from Daniel. Compel. I would say my my story was pretty interesting. Coming from when I was six string um, at at the running back spot my rookie year, six string there's and I ended up getting the second string spot. But the reason it was interesting is because I'd never moved up the depth chart. Right. So I was always six string. The entire the entire off season, uh, the entire training camp, the entire you know preseason, I was six string the entire time, and then all of a sudden cuts were made, and now I'm sitting looking at myself at, at the number two, uh, number two spot, and it was it was me and a bunch of other young guys. I can only speak really on the situations that I've had because I'm not really in other training rooms uh, or training camps. And so I guess that would be the most intriguing for me was my rookie year and going through that battle, not really knowing what the heck is happening, just knowing that I'm doing my maximum. Um, I'm doing everything I can. And then on the last day, it's like, hey, you made the team your second string out of nowhere. And it's just like That's crazy. giant stress buildup, stress building up so much because I have no idea what's happening. I'm talking to my coach and my coach, like, I feel like I'm taking advantage of, you know, the few reps I'm getting, like why am I not like moving up? He's like, that's not how it works. Like, look, we have limited a number of reps. It's pretty much everything scripted. Um, just make sure you're ready if your number is called. And so that's all I could do. And that's all I needed to do. And that eventually uh, made a big enough impact um, to, you know, beat out four other dudes um, and jump up into that second spot and then chipping away from there ever since. Love it, man. Yeah. I mean, that I, I've heard that story before. You've told, I think mentioned that story to me before. Like, and that's insane. The fact that you never, really saw that kind of yeah, coming it's, it's nuts uh it, it was it was so stressful so stre- probably one of the most stressful times in my life in this point where it's like i want this so bad but i don't know what's happening i don't know if i'm do- like i don't know what's if i'm doing well if i'm doing good like to me i think i'm doing well but i'm not getting that reciprocated back from like my coaches from feedback or anything like that it's just kind of like it just kind of is what it is as we're going through like okay yep that's okay next rep you know, and so, yeah, imagine putting all of your effort in everything you're doing into one thing and you don't even know what the results could be or what's happening. Right. It's just like, ah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. insane. I mean, what a business. Uh, all right, folks, yeah. ask Austin at yahoosports.com. Make sure you send in the emails. We love the audio question, the video question. That was great. Keep sending those in. Those were three great ones. All right. We got to throw to our interview with the Miz here. This one is absolutely electric. Give it a listen. Joining us now is WWE superstar, a television personality, and an actor. You all know him. You love him. It's The Miz. What's going on, buddy? How's it, how's it going? 
Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I, uh, I'm in like five fantasy football leagues. So I kind of went four for five, I think. Ooh. And, uh, in most of my leagues, I'm like four and two. Nice. Except for like the one I'm with Austin in. And, <laughs> uh, I'm Ooh. like one in five, like Michael Fabiano's invitational. For some reason, every year I do his league, I'm in like last place and I can't get myself out of it. And I don't know what it is because I'm in a lot of 12 team, you know, PPRs. I mean, that's, that's not the problem. The problem is like my players that have name value are not producing. And that's ah, the problem. Yeah. You know, that's what we talk about here and on Eckler's Edge. We talk about, hey, what's the matchup? What's going on with this guy? You know, what's my perspective on this running back receiver? What like what's going on? Um, so you come to the right place, my friend. Uh, I'm glad you're on the show. Thanks for joining us. Uh, but yes, as none of you probably know, uh, yeah, the Miz and I are on. Uh, it's the same in the same league with the Fabs, uh, Michael Fabiano, and we played a couple weeks ago. Um, handed him another L, as he said. He's doing he's doing rough in there. But uh, how long have you been playing uh, fantasy? I'm just curious. Uh, as long as I can remember, man. It's wow. Ever since we were in high school, uh, you know, one of my uh, my 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 favorite leagues is the Awesome Fantasy Football League. It's with all my friends from high school. It's how we all kind of bond together. And I'm not. I haven't been in high school in 20 years. And I still have these friends that I have from high school that I play fantasy football with that keeps me in contact with them and allows me to talk with them. And it brings the Cleveland side in me because that's where I'm from. And I like now I live in, you know, L.A., so it, I'm kind of far from them. So it allows me to to be in their lives, talk to them and talk a lot of smack. Yeah, uh, I haven't won that <laughs> league, which is really bad, but I made it to the finals like almost like every other year I'm in the finals and this year is no different. Like I'm four and two in the league. I'm doing really well. Actually, I'm not doing really well. I'm four and two, but I lost Jonathan Taylor last week, mm. but I picked up mm. Deion Jackson and then I lost Javante Williams who yep. Javante is this guy. Like I looked at him this year and was like, this is going to be the guy. This is like a bell cow. Yeah. can catch the ball can run. When you watch him run, he's gritty. He's, he's, he's mean, he's nasty. And he's like someone you want to watch. And then this year started and it was like the Denver Broncos just weren't utilizing him and allowing him to get a flow. Am, am I wrong on that? Like you're a running back. Like, Ugh. do you need to get like, so you're a bell cow running back. You're a person that yeah. gets like 20, 30 carries a, a week. Do you need that? Like to get started? So, or if someone's chiming in on your stuff, like you had Melvin Gordon, you yeah. had that problem and they got rid of him because they were like, <laughs> Hey, we got Eckler. Hey man, you just unloaded a lot on here uh, on us there. Okay. So first off, oh, let's go back to the league. I'm, I'm just curious. Um, in your league with the high school buddies, do you have uh, like consequences for getting last and like with the prizes for first stuff like that? We used to, and then uh, people okay. were like not doing it. Uh, like we used to, we used to have call it the Virgil. And if you remember the Million Dollar Man and the Virgil, uh, Virgil was uh, the Million Dollar Man's butler. So what would happen is, I every year I would have this party called Mizfest, and we would uh, it's the day before Thanksgiving. I would run a bus. And we would go to every bar in the greater Cleveland area and just kind of take it over. <laughs> and epic. so that person who lost would have to be the butler to everyone. So oh. he'd have to get the drinks. He'd have Ooh. to wear the outfit that, that the Virgil wore. <laughs> like I had to do it one year. And then it started getting to a point where we were, we're getting in our like upper thirties and we were like, wait, like we're grown ass men. Like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? So I love it. it kind of the, the stakes kind of fell out, but the, the smack talking still is all there. Awesome. 
Awesome, man. Um, I always love to hear the stories and hear about people's, uh, you know, consequences for getting last. You know, those are usually more interesting than, you know, the prize for winning. So that's what's up. Uh, but then coming back to the running backs, man, I feel like it, it's tough for our situation because it depends on what what team you're on, how your team's doing, right? Because in the NFL, if teams get behind, what are they going to do? They're going to start throwing the ball, right? Yeah. And then, then if your quarterback's struggling on top of that, then it looks even worse because now you're struggling to throw the ball. Now it just looks like nothing's working and then you're not running the ball because you're behind. And it's like, man, nothing's going on. So there's there's a flow for every single team. And whether they're using the right flow or not, you know, that's to be debated. But, but I mean, we're talking about Russell Wilson and Javante Williams. I mean, Russell Wilson is a stout quarterback. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's the new environment, if it's the new thing. But man, he is not playing. He's not, he's missing people like he's like open, wide open, wide receivers that I can see. And mm. I know I'm not down on the field and it's a completely different atmosphere. But when I'm watching the game and I'm going, that guy's blitzing. And that guy is going to be open. I can see it yeah. on my mind. And I've never played quarterback in my life. And then I watch Russell Wilson look the wrong way. And I'm like, what is he doing? I don't know. It's a, it, it's a mind game. It's a mental game, I imagine, as well. But, man, when Javante went down, that really mm. took an effect. And then I had Penny go down. So that was my mm. third running back. So I had all my running backs go down. But this week, all my running backs were gone. So I started Kenneth Gainwell. And I started Deion Jackson, and I still got the highest score in the entire league with, like, I had Michael Pittman, I had Burrow, I have Kelsey. Everyone's mm-hmm. trying to trade me for Kelsey because oh, no God one really either. has tight ends. It's like right. Andrews, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all you're really looking for. But, mm-hmm. uh, but man, like, I don't know how I'm doing it, but I am just stacking together stuff. <laughs> like, right stuff. now, I'm looking on the waivers. I'm looking to get I, – I, like, I think they're going to trade – uh, if we're since we're in Los Angeles, I think I think the Rams are going to trade Cam Akers, and I think oh, sure. that Williams is going to be the backup for Henderson. And Henderson is injury prone, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know if you look at him as injury prone, but I look at him as injury prone. So I go, okay, so maybe this Williams guy is going to be that guy. I don't know. What do you think? Well, first off, I got to say this. I feel the passion coming through, right? Like, I feel like we should have the, our own Miz, like, you know, section on here. Or he should have his Dude, own fantasy I, show, I, bro. I, I absolutely love football. I love watching you guys play. I love the art. I love the abilities that mm. you guys have, that you exude. And it's just fun to watch. It's something that I was never good at. I was never good at football. Like, when I played in eighth grade, I was – they put me at like tackle and I was like 120 pounds and people were just <laughs> mowing me over and our team sucked. Yeah, that's not we were very horrible. Fun. And I wanted to be quarterback, but I had too long of a windup because I was a pitcher. Uh. And so, and I wasn't fast enough, but I always wanted to play and I don't like getting hit. Yeah. Like the way you guys get hit. Well, I mean, you and still get hit, like, right? Like, yeah, I get hit, but it's yeah. not like the way you guys get hit. I mean, sometimes Roman will put a spear in us, which is yeah. definitely like a, like a James type tackle, but man, I'm sure you're, I'm sure you're pretty sore. Like after you go out there and have matches and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, all, uh, yeah. All the time. Oh yeah. I just got back from Monday night raw. Yeah. Um, I didn't have to have match, but anytime you have matches and we have matches over the weekend as well. Anytime you have a match, like your entire body sort. Oh yeah. Like you were saying your neck, like my neck, my, my body. Yeah. Like, there's always some sort of like when I'm done, I don't feel it. And then the next day I'm like, where is this coming from? Yeah. Like I have a, 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 a burst sack that I bursted that just keeps mm, blowing up. So I don't annoying. know if you ever blew, blew yeah, that. Yeah, bro. It's so annoying. It takes so long yeah. and then it'll go away 
And then I don't know if and you then, see oh, it. Oh yeah, but, we see it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like literally like it just keeps coming up. back. Yep. Fluid comes in, it goes away, comes in, goes away. Man. I messed up my shoulder a little bit, but yeah. you know, and then you're trying to work out and trying to work through it and trying to make sure you maintain your body and your physicality. Right. So, yeah. Is there any type of fantasy for WWE? Is that a thing? Uh, we, we used, uh, I used to be in that league, but I'm in five leagues now. And a lot of them are for charity. Okay. So, yeah. uh, this one, the WWE league was just more for fun. And I was okay. like, you know what? I got to get out of this one because, you know, Seth Rollins is in a couple leagues with me. Kofi's in a couple leagues with yeah. me. So I was just like, I'm done with the WWE league. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I haven't done it, but a lot of people are in it. And we talk about football nonstop all day, every day. Like, yeah. it's like, you know, what guys you're looking at and who, who you think is going to do well. Like, you know, another one on my board. Uh, do you think Kendrick Drake is going to be that guy in Baltimore? Because I always feel like he's hot and cold. One minute, it's like, oh, I got to get Drake. I want the Drake. And then you're like, why did I get the Drake? Why yeah. does he do this to me? Yeah. He's he, he's like that guy. He's the most frustrating, in my opinion. And it's annoying because I see the talent. But then it's like, you know, Dobbins comes in, Edwards is coming back, and I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm thinking, I think I might go Williams and then Drake are my two pickups this week for fantasy. I mean, Kenyon Drake, dude, he does always pop up. Uh, but I, I like that you mentioned Gus Edwards because, I mean, I have no idea what his injury recovery is going to look like, but Gus Edwards can ball, man. Like, every time he's gotten opportunities for the Ravens, he's played really well. And with Dobbins, like, it's unfortunate, but what happened last week against the Giants where just they say his knee tightened up in the middle of the game, like because he's got this really complicated recovery, like that could just happen to you at any point. And then, you know, Kenyon Drake can come out and do the thing. So I do like the Williams one, though, Kyron Williams, rookie running back, because I feel like the, the week one game, they were going to have him be the number two back ahead of Cam Akers with Daryl Henderson as the starter. And then he like had some, was it ankle injury or something like that on like a special teams play. And then, you know, it has been on IR ever since, but I feel like Kyron Williams, who uh, Andy Barron's talks about as like a big time pass protector. Uh, the Rams sure look like they could use, you know, a running back that was, that's good at pass protection right now. Yeah. Big time, man. You know? Um, but yeah, Kenyon, Kenyon Drake, man, like, even when he was, you know, in Miami, like you start popping off, right? And then you say, "Okay, now where's he at?" Um, and so, it, why does that happen? Is that does something? Great go, question. Is that, is that a head thing? <laughs> I wish I could that, answer that for you. Um, you play like you're. you're I there. play, but I don't like, know you that. See guys. I don't know like, the situation like, though. Okay. I don't know the situation because you might have a few games where it, you know it, the matchup favored you as a running back because of their personnel, um, but for the most part. It's not like you have to make stuff happen. For the most part, it's going to be a hard matchup for you. Um, and so th there's injuries that play a part into it. It could be something psychological off the field. I don't know. Uh, really, it's all situational, like to in, to individuals. Unfortunately, well, don't you need don't you need like a coach that has a plan for you too? Because I feel like when the Raiders they gave him that big contract to come there, and then it was, you'd watch and be like, I don't think they actually have a plan for this guy. Like they had Josh Jacobs. Well, who's a, oh, you go, yeah, go ahead. What I was going to say is, I feel like you have to. Have, like you have to establish yourself to get a plan for you. Yeah, you know, like sure they can have an idea of how you're going to do, but if you're not playing well, if you're not really standing mm. out in some aspect of the game, then it's hard for them to make a plan for you. Because like, where are we going to? We could try doing this, but nah. Is All right, that so you're a coach? So let's let's say you're a coach. Yeah, and Drake just popped off. Like literally, you just look at him and go, "Oh man, we got an RB here." Yeah. Like, do you do you game plan around him, or you're like, "Ah, Dobbins is back. Knees okay." You know. 
I mean, Dobbins hasn't been blowing the world on fire. Yeah, you know what I mean? Well, so if I have a guy that's come back off an of injury and a guy that just, you know, had a solid game, we're definitely going to go with the guy that had a solid game and let my guy that's injured kind of get a rhythm back, you know, play him in there a little bit more. But we're going to see how, how Kenyon's doing or whoever that, that guy is for me. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're going to give him opportunity. You got you know how it is. You earn opportunities, right? And they continue Absolutely. to snowball I mean, I, for yourself. I'm still, to this day in WWE, earning every opportunity I could you have an amount of TV time, and I imagine any time you have a, a rushing attempt or an attempt on a, a pass, you have to perform and yeah. you have to do your best to your ability to, you know, we look at, you know, WWE, we're all, you know, we're competing against one another. And I imagine you're competing with your team as well, but you know, we're yeah. all in WWE on the same team, trying to give the best entertainment possible, put memories in the lives of the fans that are out there that can last a lifetime. So, mm. I mean, that's, that's my goal, whether it's a live event or if, if it's, if it's raw, if it's SmackDown, like just this week, like I have to go to SmackDown. Uh, I'm not a SmackDown superstar. I'm a Raw superstar. We have two brands. Mm -hmm. uh, one's on Monday, one's on Friday. I'm going on Friday just to do the main event dark to give them something a little more for that live crowd. You're not going to see me on TV, but you'll see me in that live crowd. The live crowd will see me in, Ta in Toledo and uh, perform. So it's just, it's that. And I, I do with TV that I do with anything, even, even this interview. Like I was like, all right. I got to get my knowledge up, got to get my stuff going. Cause everything I do, like I, you say like it's passion, like everything I do, I want to put my best foot forward. You know, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There I don't know is. about you. There I imagine you do look, too. Look at the I mean, shirt, bro. You already yeah. know, be the best you, you know, I'm about it. So I'm about it. The energy you're putting forward, what you're trying to do, you're trying to add value to other people's lives because you know, in return, that'll have value in your own life. Um, and then, right. It's contagious. It continues. And that's something that you can build on and continue to grow. So man, that's music to my ears, brother. I appreciate it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Hey, well, uh, tell everybody where they can see you on Monday Night Raw every single week. Mm. Monday Night Raw is on USA Network. You can also see my uh, reality show, Ms. and Mrs. It's on the Peacock Network. Uh, you can definitely, all three seasons are on there. We're looking uh, to try to get a, a fourth season right now. Uh, we're just looking at the numbers and figuring everything <laughs> out in contract style. You know how that goes. Yeah, yeah. right. So, uh, you know, we'll figure it all out and get it going. But uh, we never talked about my team on the michael fabiano league and i just want to put it out there what my team is and right now i'm one in five and look at this team like Derek Carr, i thought was going to be in at least a top 10 quarterback he has not been that no and he has not allowed adams to be that guy but i'll tell you what josh jacobs i i passed on him on everything because of that first game that first preseason game oh, everyone the was talking fame about, game. Oh, josh jacobs never mind that <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. He's, he's getting traded. Nobody wants him. Blah, blah, blah. So I listened to everybody. And now, now, you know, mm, I got yeah. him. So I, I have Jimmy Garoppolo as my backup, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time at quarterback. Deontay Johnson, Mike Evans, Aaron Jones, Brees Hall, mm. Hawkinson, Jeff Wilson, Dotson. You know, like, I mean, oh, and I also have a, a Dalvin Cook on a bye, you know, mm -hmm. Devontae Smith. I mean, how is this team one in five? That's my question. I don't understand it. And it's not been bad coaching at all. It's just this team doesn't play well together. You ever have these amazing amount of people, like all this talent in the world that just doesn't play together? It reminds me of the Cleveland Browns, to be honest with you right now. All the talent in the world and just can't put it together. Hey, man. Let's go. That's a good comparison. It takes more than talent to win games, you know? It does. Right? It takes chemistry. That's right. Yeah, and I'm hoping the Browns can – sorry about – but my, I'm a Browns fan, so I'm I, I'm hoping this team can come together and figure it out what the hell they're doing because their defense is supposed to be stout. I mean, whenever you have Miles Garrett and Clowney on the same team and then mm -hmm. also that, that backfield, like, 
that defense is just not doing what it should be doing. Injuries, uh, man. Those, we'll those guys both been banged up, right? Yeah, they're yeah. both banged up. Yeah, Miles got in a car accident. So, yeah, man, that, uh, that, that's it's real. That's uh, it's real. It, it really, really, yeah. it really is. It, a couple injuries can tear a team apart. Absolutely, that's uh, all it really takes. I mean, Keenan, when's Keenan coming? Back? I know. <laughs> Nice. hopefully soon come on man i know i missed that guy in the field oh he's fun to watch he's our mr third down he is a man. fun wide receiver to watch i know like i like watching guys that are like that that perform that are just like you you, you like when you have a wide receiver that you know knows their routes and is like freaking just it's crisp and it's mm-hmm. nice yes baby yes <laughs> Sorry, my daughter just walked in. It's all good. I, I want a little preview of uh, what's the show? Uh, the Miz and the Misses? Miz and Misses on the Peacock Network. What What can I expect if I go watch it? Like, what, what kind of show we got? I'm, Comedy. I'm well, I'll show you. Yes. You can expect this little one all day, every day. Just nice. Going nuts, huh? Yeah. Hi. That's right. Can I, can I let you go? Yeah. Do you want to say hi? Yeah. Yeah. Say hi. Hello. What's up? Bye bye. Say, watch me on Miz and Misses on the Peacock Network. It's about my family, and we're really, really funny, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now that's a promo. Now that's a promo right there. That's the best. We just is. got them uh, hamsters. Oh, okay. And yeah, and let me tell you something. They do love their hamsters. Oh no. And uh, oh, they go nuts for them. The hamsters so, are good. You can pick them up. Fun. They don't bite you or anything. No, not at all. Oh, they're yeah, they're not they're not the biting type. Okay, that's good. Think. That's good. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> uh, I mean, we just got them. Okay, we just got nah, them yesterday. I had, I had so we're literally. I was putting together solid. before I got on this interview. I was putting together like a cage uh, of just oh. little toys and fun things that they can do together. And my girls were like, Jelly Bean and Coco. <laughs> that's like, the name. All right, Jelly Bean and Coco is their name. <laughs> Love it, man. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time, brother. Appreciate you jumping on. Of course, on, man. man. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And uh, enjoy the season. It's always fun to watch you guys. And uh, you know, how do you feel about uh, you know SoFi Stadium? Sorry to keep you going, no, you're but good. with SoFi, you know, I feel like. Do you feel like you have a, a home fan base? Because every time I watch like the Rams, it feels like the other team is at home. But yeah, they're not. It's SoFi. Like LA is so difficult to have a fan base because everyone's not really from here. Right. And you guys are from San Diego anyway. Right. And, and there's so much to compete with, you know, yeah. you know, they can go, they can go watch you on a Friday night or they come to, you know, the basketball or baseball or, you know, dude, I went to my chemical <laughs> romance last Friday and it was incredible at the forum. I mean, it was amazing. Right. But so- man, I'll tell you what, going to SoFi stadium, there's nothing quite like mm. going to a football game and, and seeing that field. It's, it's truly the best stadium I have been to uh it's it's incredible and uh you guys are very fortunate to be there yes. it's awesome to yes, watch are. so good luck with the season I appreciate uh, it not in fantasy football but in regular <laughs> football yeah you, you need a little bit more luck over there my friend you know right, bottom man. of the barrel right now Stay right, healthy, thanks bud. brother you as well see you right. bye that was a hell of an interview dude that guy i feel like we could have had him on like a two-hour podcast Austin. we could have had him on the entire show like <laughs> yeah. that dude was ready he was ready to talk specific people matt i feel like he knows he knows these guys better than i do like he actually does i was like wait a minute we're getting into like second string getting into like this guy's hurt i'm like Shoot, i don't know about these guys um so <laughs> shout out to the Miz, man for bringing yeah. the bring the expertise well, yeah, shout out to him. Good luck to him and all of his teams, except the one he's playing against you, of course. Yeah, I mean, he, he ain't even a factor in that league, man. He's nah, one in five. I already, I already handled him a couple weeks ago. Um, so I, I've I said played. this to you before, man. Sometimes, if, like, when you have a lot of teams, at some point, you, you see one that's like, that's 
Maybe next year for this league. Maybe yeah, next year for that. I league. have one of those. My Twitch stream uh, league, I am 0 and 5. So, but it, I will it say happens. this it is also a 20 person league. And so basically, if you're starting well, to get hurt, which, which Devontae Williams uh, did get hurt, and he was my, uh, my first pick because I was like pick 17 or something like that. Um, and uh, so I'm pretty much done. Go next. <laughs> <laughs> See you next year. Uh, Twitch yep. league. But yeah, no, there's no that, backups available. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. You're not picking up, uh, you know, Kenneth Walker off the waiver wire or something. Just no, come out not in 20 man league. Nah, nope. nah. He probably goes in like the third round and something like that. That's nuts, dude. I still can't believe you do that. It's incredible. Well, Austin, this has been great. Um, great game last night. Congrats on a win. Uh, keep building that momentum. I did love the, um, the, the Monday night, uh, one of the commentators saying that they had talked to you about needing, you had talked about doing a lift off with Nick Chubb and a squat off with Saquon Barkley. I was like, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like that was an Eckler's Edge need to be credit there. But I was I'm, definitely, yeah, yeah. Definitely Eckler's Edge getting some, uh, getting some collabs going for us. So yeah, yeah. shout out to Eckler's Edge. That's yeah. Unfortunately, up. I don't think ESPN's about to drop us, uh, Drop us a plug there on Monday Night Football. But, uh, Come on, man. What can you do? What can you do? Maybe next time. All right, bro. Well, great, great show today. Really appreciate yes. it. All, always awesome catching up with you. Uh, the people Likewise. love it as well. Uh, remember, you can follow Austin on Twitter or Instagram at Austin Eckler. You can follow me at Matt Harmon underscore BYB. And while you're there, make sure you're following at Yahoo Fantasy. I'll be back with Dalton Deldon tomorrow for Stat Nerd Thursday. Oh, it's going to be a packed show. Until then, we're out. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.